I'm David Humphrey, and this is Sound and Vision on WPS1 Art Radio. My guest today is an artist that New York Times curator Holland Cotter called a collective unto himself, Brian Balot. Welcome, Brian. Hey, time to get rowdy. So you're not even here alone. You're even a collective here as a guest. What's going on? That's true. I brought my friend Pete along with me. Hi, everybody. So what, you guys are archivists, collectors? Uh, that's correct. That's correct. You could say that, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Audio material? Audio, all types, yeah. It sounds like you have a disease. Yeah, we're sick. <laughs> we're really sick. I'm scratching as we speak. <laughs> the, itch, the itch to collect, I think, is, is uh, probably not a bad, a bad thing. Not so contagious, though. So what have you brought? I brought records. Brought. <laughs> and are these <laughs> ones that uh, you've recently got? Um, these are ones that I've collected over the past year. And do these ever find their way into artworks, or are they just um, part of your grand collection? Uh, you know, once in a while I had a show um, this uh, previous summer where uh, at uh, Alexander and Bonin, and I showed, I tried to um, create a installation, a sound installation where people could put on headphones and listen to some of these archived records. And Peter, are you are you uh, collector in the same way? I started finding mostly like uh, answering machine stuff. So then I got more into cassettes, right? But uh, when you combine it, or I don't know, I just learned today that you can record vinyl from cassette. There's something so there's something so moving about the strangeness of other people's idea of beauty that uh, I think goes with collecting amateur material. Um, but you, in fact, also make your own things. You're like a you're a collagist, unfortunately, right? yeah. So there's some hunter hunter gather, hunting gathering that goes. Oh, most definitely. That's like, uh, uh, yeah. You went to hunter. Went to hunter. Yeah, I went oh, to hunter okay. to learn to gather. Yeah. Yeah, I took a course separately. Separately, not together. No, gathering gathering a degree. I'm a collage artist, and definitely like going out and hunting for the materials. Um, I like books of a certain age, and so um, spend at least. 80% of my time finding material. You have a show on it to freight plus volume right now, right? Indeed I do. <laughs> Some volumes. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Um, it's he's hard in to the know back room right now. He's in the back room. Yeah, it's hard to, yeah I saw it. And, yeah. I, and uh, it's great and has this uh, delicious confusion in that the, uh, the surrounding images, the wallpaper, is not by you, I gather. Yeah, actually was found. I found mm-hmm. it uh, right off of Twenty uh, Seventh and Sixth Avenue, just all rolled up with some type of uh, painted backdrop. It's good; keeps people on their toes. So, what have you brought today? What I brought today was a, a selection of fifteen tracks uh, from my Recordio collection. Tell uh, us what is what's a Recordio? Well, what Recordios are essentially were um, you know um, a family's mean or an am- amateur's means of recording their voice their celebrations, their jokes, or audio letters for loved ones, for prosperity's sake. Um, before the cassette tape or beta or any of the devices we have today, they actually were cutting records at their house. Um, and there's only one? There's only one in existence. The stuff that I'm playing today is a one-of-a-kind. one is an original, yeah. So this is a moment of diffusion that what was what only one... Well, there's only one, and now it's going to be going out into the into the ether, right? Yeah. So anybody out there can pass it on 
pay it forward. Yeah, no, I'm very psyched about that aspect. Yeah. That now yeah, more we hope people, people can are hear this cassette stuff. taping this right now. So we were talking a bit earlier, and then I think we should listen. Um, the idea that these things are have been dispersed from lives that these people are probably dead, and that the their the fate of their objects has been thrown um, into chaos, into uh, flea flea markets or uh, junk stores, stuff like that. Yeah, sometimes he puts on a record, and the guy just starts talking directly to him, like. Whoever's listening to this now type thing, you know? Little time like, capsules. Know, yeah. Really, that's intense, you know? Messages this in the is, bottle. Uh, this, yeah. this, this message has been tossed from my island. Come save me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. you know, that, that's, um, you know, the, the interesting thing about this material, and I think that the zeitgeist, uh, the way it's going, the, you know, the past couple of years, people are interested in a- amateur, you know, or the found or you know of course with the reality tv shows or um i guess the biggest example is youtube but the big difference between these recordings i'm about to play for you from youtube is that these weren't attend- intended yeah. to be public these they were, were recordings these were private recordings they were meant as for prosperity to you know warm the cockles of uh, yeah in fact some the of the families places heart. that we buy these things from you know they're not allowed to sell it like for example when i try to find cassettes in uh, just the salvation army or goodwill type of place they're not allowed to put that stuff out anymore life's getting way harder like the answering machines not only yeah. are answering machines not being put out uh in junk stores but uh if they are they normally take out the yeah. the incoming cassette I feel slightly guilty in advance. What'd you do? I'm listening to private material. Let's go. Thank you. 
Brian, my heart is broken. It really hurts. What it's not my that? fault. It's the recording's fault. Cool. Yeah, I find the sound recordings really, um, really pluck the heartstring in a way that uh, photos don't. I mean, there's so much left out from a frozen moment in a photo. Yeah. Um, and in, in these, you can really hear the thought progression, the hesitations, and even the breathing, or maybe even where the, re- the, the room where the, the recording was made, the mistakes. There's something really human about in, in these sound envelopes versus just one um, photograph. Yeah, one click. I can really hear them speaking into the void, into the night of some unknown future. It's pretty chilly. Sometimes I think about the few times that they practice just before they hit record, you know, and all the, the nervousness you really feel. And then sometimes after the first verse, it settles in and they have it, you know. You got to take uh, your hat off to these people, too, because it wasn't like an audio cassette where you could just re keep taping and stuff. This was yeah. a record. You had an X amount of time. A lot of my recordings, the people don't time it right in the song, <laughs> the, the, the yeah, record ends before the song it does. It cuts off of them, yeah. Well, I'm eager to hear more. Um, I'm David Humphrey with guest Brian Balot and Peter Pezzamenti here on Sound and Vision, WPS1 Art Radio. Getting rowdy. 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 <laughs> uh, so let me just talk a, a little bit about what we just heard. Uh, we just heard that that last piece um, came from Missouri, a collection of Missouri, and that was a uh, Bing Crosby impersonation. Actually, uh, from that collection from Missouri, I have, uh, I think it, the, the man's name is Floyd. Um, I don't know his last name, but uh, he loved imitating Bing and had a velvet voice and did, I have several recordings of that. So that that's what we just heard. The one before that is called I Need You, is a a chilly song by uh, Nancy Potts. I have two sides from her. I'm in love with Nancy. It's pretty hot, huh? She's sweet. Uh, before that, it's a barbers- uh, barbershop-style uh, quartet song, I Double Dare You. That also came from the Missouri Collection. Yeah, really crisp song. But the first song that uh, started off the set was Drifting and Dreaming, and uh, that's by Zeb and I. I don't know who I is, but that was... Uh, and done five two forty three. I wanted to start that off, the set off with that because I thought it was a particularly um, that is emotional tune. So let's charge into the next um, the next material. Great.
All right, everyone, how you doing? You still there? Okay, uh, so what we just heard um, there was Heaven is Near, um, and on there they have the name Clara, Helen, and Van. Uh, that was done November 2nd, 1941. That just uh, came from a collection that I was uh, lucky enough to intercept only a couple months ago from Colorado. Um, I'm going to be playing a couple other tunes from, from this collection. Uh, the one before that was Maybe, and that came from the Missouri Collection. Uh, one right before that was uh, I Wish I Could Hide in, in This Letter. Uh, that also came from the Missouri Collection. And above the, that one was Aloha. Uh, that was on the slide guitar. And that came from the Colorado Collection. Okay, now we're going to hear four more. Keep on uh, kicking around here. 
I'm David Humphrey with Brian Balot and Peter Pezzamenti listening to ancient material. What was that? Some archaeological finds from Yonkers. <laughs> we found Hoffa as well. I'm close to finding God in there. <laughs> now you make collages with lots of stories, a kind of Arcadian chaos of images do you feel like there's some connection between that and these things? Well, um, the, the things actually do come out of chaos. Uh, I mean, anything at a junk store or flea market has uh, been posited there because of some type of, you know, I don't want to say disaster and be dramatic, but any type of shift of, of situations, uh, someone moving, someone uh, moving to Florida, someone moving out of their house, someone... You know, a lot of times death as well. But in your pictures, there's a um, 
a chaos which is slightly different than that. It feels like there's uh, almost like a storybook turbulence, like, as though many storybooks are collapsing onto them to each other. Yeah, uh, I definitely am trying to rewire um, children's books. Essentially, that that's what you find in my collages. There, I uh, gravitate towards um, you know uh, um, children's books from the '60s and '70s with that blaring color. Uh, and I just try to rewire them, cut them apart, and re-kaleidoscope them together to make an extremely dense environment of fantasy and new feelings. Yeah, kind of baroque, out of controlness. And then you also do books that are abstract, as though you've kind of drained the stories out. Um, I'm thinking of the ones that are in freight and volume right now. Um, is that is that a conscious thing to to it's more return to painting, though, from, you know, after collage, you know. He painted all that stuff, basically. You know. So it's a slightly more pure thing? Well, uh, maybe. Um, but, I mean, there's times where I knock into a textbook from the, the 80s or 70s, and I actually just like the paper it's made on. So I get rid of all the text and just cut out a little stream of paper from that. So in a certain way... Uh, I'm interested in all the usable parts of a book. You know, I even started working on a series of just cutting out the corners of the numbers of the book, so the page numbers, and making books out of just page numbers. And contents pages and things you're doing, like introductions. Were you a bad student? Uh, was it was the worst. If it wasn't for a couple, uh, you know, if it wasn't for that my mom taught at the same school, I would have been thrown out of grammar school. If it wasn't for that my English teacher was in love with me, I would have been thrown out of high school. When I got to Cooper, I got thrown out. Excellent. So it's a revenge on the textbooks. I think so. Plus, my family won't speak to me, and that's why I have to uh, collect other families. Well, maybe they'll listen to the, sh- maybe they'll listen to the <laughs> show. Maybe they'll listen to the show. You're out of your own house. <laughs> your new family. Well, what are we going to hear next? Um... Well, should I speak about what we just heard? or Yes, you might as well. Yes. Um, well, we just heard Sleepy Time Gal, which I think is a, a pretty cool song. It's, uh, it's about a, uh, I guess would be a present-day raver or a danceaholic who's enjoying the K-hole or the glitter from a disco ball. But back then, she was probably just doing the Charleston, the chicken uh, wings. flapping around. <laughs> Um, so she's turning night into day, and I find that a charming song. But the one before that is, uh, as I call it, the, F- the Florida Rowdy Bunch, and it's uh, actually similar to when my family used to hang out. <laughs> Some cantankerous drunk person telling the person driving the piano that they're not driving it the right way. Um, backseat, so to speak. <clears throat> yeah, backseat driver. And uh, before that, I just had a kazoo and tap dance piece that, that, that came from Missouri. And the one before... Oh, no, I missed. Yeah, then there was the Italian El Rancho Grande. That's by... Uh, that was the guitar piece. Yeah, the guitar piece by Milo, uh, Milo Songer. That was barely amateur. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that territory, you know. It's, like, so good, but it still is, you know, it's this guy, you know. You confront that in this collection at different times. Uh, some of this recording does doesn't really hit me as amateur. There's people that really know how to, competent musicians who are celebrating. So they actually had instruments as their home entertainment system. Yeah, instead of YouTube or cable or Xbox or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's uh, rush to the end. All right. (laughs) 
No, no, don't do it. Hey, how's everyone doing there? All right. So uh, let's talk about what we just listened to there. Um, well, I decided to uh, bookend this set um, with the same record. So it opened with Drifting and Dreaming on side A, and uh, we just heard Nighttime in Nevada. That's by Zeb, and that was recorded 5 to 43. And I, I decided uh, that this set, um, I wanted to just focus on recordios, and I did. And uh, here, it, the, I wanted to bookend the set with the A and B off of this old recordio I got from a Colorado collection. You can kind of feel the Second World War off in the distance, on the horizon. So what was before that? Uh, before that was um, a record that I got from the Missouri collection, and it was two songs, Miss Miss Your Apple Pie and uh, Let Me Call You Sweetheart. And the one before that was, um, I don't know, it's that sweet potato-looking... Ocarina. Ocarina. It's a, like a ceramic little pipe uh, flute. That comes out of, like, Latin America or something like that. Really? I thought it was Egyptian. I think it's really old, actually. Oh. I don't know the history of that instrument, but, yeah. It's like a, it's a very high instrument, like a piccolo, even higher, actually. Yeah. It's very difficult to play, but somebody pulled it off in very 1943. <laughs> <laughs> very plaintive. Well, Brian Ballot. Hey, Peter Pezzamenti. Hello. Thank you for coming. Thank, well, you. thank you so much really, for, having for having us. Thank Being you. on Sound and Vision, I wish we could um, show some things, but uh, sadly, it's a it's a blind show, and um, I hope we can come back. Let's have another chapter. Oh, well, that would be, be awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Getting ratty. Website. Love is what we do. The train is now on me, but love.